Right now, I want you to hear from the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. Bob Bowlesby joins us. And, uh, Bob, appreciate your time this afternoon. Yeah, good to be with you, John. Happy to be invited. Thank you very much. We were on the same flight. I was telling Garrett uh, coming back from Indianapolis and pretty joyous flight uh, with all the Baylor float folks on there. Yeah, it's uh, it got a pretty good round of applause <laughs> when it was announced by the captain that the uh, – Baylor faithful were on the in the house. Yeah, yeah, that was good, and uh, and we didn't need much encouraging either. I mean, everybody was feeling pretty good. <laughs> what 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 does it mean uh, for you and and from a conference level when you've got one of the uh, Big Twelve schools win a national championship? Well, you know, I I spent most of my career on campus, so I, I would be remiss if I didn't first. Congratulate Scott Drew and and Mac Rhodes and Linda Livingstone and and especially all the kids. I mean that that is such a special thing for a university to to win a national championship. And you know our our league has been uh, ranked first or second uh, for the last seven years, and and so we've been playing at a very high level. And I I, I think frankly um, an awful lot of the uh, reason that uh, that Baylor was so tough uh, in the semifinals and the finals is that they uh, they played a very difficult schedule throughout the year. There there are just no there are no weeks off in our league, and uh, and so you uh, you really are um, uh, tempered by fire, and uh, iron sharpens iron, and and so you know I I just think. Uh, it's a testament to how good the basketball is in the Big 12 Conference. And uh, uh, even having said that, uh, Baylor was was dominant during the league, and they were dominant uh, at the Final Four. And all season, uh, remember, you know, there was this uh, constant uh, conversation of which is the best league. You know, was it the Big 12? Was it the Big 10? The Big 10 that got, uh, what, nine schools in, I think. Uh, and, and you kind of get to the tournament and you say, all right, let's play it out. And let's see, let's see who really was the best league. And does this sort of help validate, uh, you know, how good a league the Big 12 is with Baylor winning? Yeah, I, I think it does. Um, frankly, I was I was surprised, John. I, I thought we would have uh, a couple other teams that would play deep in the tournament. Mm. Uh, ba- Baylor has everything you need to play deep in the tournament. They have great guards. They have uh, a, a defense that can get a stop when they need to, and they've got juniors and seniors. And uh, during my six years on the basketball committee, that's who played deep in the tournament. Um, we had some other teams that weren't quite built the same way that Baylor was, but uh, I don't think anybody was playing any better at the end of the year than Oklahoma State was. Yeah. Uh, Texas had certainly played at high levels. West Virginia had played at high levels. Texas Tech had played at high levels. And I, uh, you know, the first day I was proud. Uh, the second day I thought, wow, what, what train just hit us? And, <laughs> yeah, right. then, you know, in the end, um, the the two best leagues had only one team left and it was the Baylor bears in the final, in the final four. And so, um, you know, I, I think there is a validation to it, but when you, when you get to the, when you get to the elite eight, um, anybody can beat anybody. And uh, it's, it's hard to win six games in a row. It, it is hard. And uh, for, for Baylor to have done it in an, as, in a, as impressive a way as they did, is just really a testament to everybody that's involved. They they had a rare combination of stifling defense and uh, an absolutely spectacular offense. 
And Bob did it this year in this uh, COVID year, you know, with all the twists and turns and Baylor had a three week stoppage in there. I just think to, you know, for any team to, to get through this season and then for Baylor to have the success that we had this year, I mean, that's a gold star to make it through the end. Yeah. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I, I think it's, I think it's a gold star just to complete the regular season <laughs> and then, then to go on and, and, uh, play in the conference tournament and, and play in the NCAA tournament. It, it's a lot. I, I greatly admire uh, the young people that were involved. And, you know, I, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention Jared Butler. Um, not, not only is, uh, was he the, the most outstanding player in the, in the final four, but um, he also, during this course of this year, has served on the men's basketball oversight committee of the NCAA, uh, the only student athlete that serves on that group. And uh, our our staff that were involved in that said he was just a wonderful representative. And so um, given all the other things that were going on, for him to give of himself and serve at the national level representing all college basketball players is really something spectacular. Yeah, hey, hey man, he's a great guy, uh, and uh, yeah, he deserves uh, that pat on the back for that as well. Bob, you have to be uh, very proud of the way things went over the course of this season in the Big Twelve Conference to uh, you know uh, go through all the protocols again, and I think we only lost five games, right? Five games that weren't played total. I mean, that's a great accomplishment this year. Well, and, and basketball was more difficult than football was, John. Um, football, I think we had the advantage of playing on the weekend, and, and yet you remember a, a, a Friday afternoon when, when Fox TV was already in Waco and we had to cancel a game. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it had its pitfalls, and, and so did the basketball season. I think basketball was just more difficult because – uh, we we had multiple games during the week, and uh, we we pretty well made a commitment that we weren't going to have anybody play three games in a week uh, and have to do that two weeks in a row. And I, I think that was a good decision. I think it was a good decision to to hold a week at the end of the season where we could make some games up and and get a br- little bit of a breather. And uh, so you know, I I think the the best thing we did probably is listen to our doctors and, and uh, scientists and medical professionals and then not get too far ahead of ourselves. I, I think anybody that, that told you they were planning more than a couple of weeks ahead of time is, is really delusional. Uh, the virus was in charge for most of the fall and winter, and I, I think uh, the one thing that we did that was smart is we tried to make decisions just as much in real time as we could. And, you know, that, that makes you crazy because we're all used to, be, to planning and, and trying to put uh, things on the calendar. But uh, I think if you, if you put one foot in front of the other and, and listen to the, to the uh, scientists and doctors, uh, you can't go too far wrong. And so um, there, were, there were 100 little decisions and a bunch of big decisions that got us through the the sports season to this point in time. And, uh, um, but it, you know, in the end, it's really the coaches and the student athletes that, that sacrifice and do the things, uh, uh, express the discipline that is necessary to, to get through this. And, and I just, uh, I'm very grateful and and proud of uh, all the people that had a hand in it. 
Bob, when you look at the success that all these basketball programs had this year in the Big 12, it's got to be hard-pressed to find a better group of coaches around the nation. And then, you know, you add a guy like Porter Moser uh, stepping in at Oklahoma, that only makes things uh, even better, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, that uh, um, he's following a legend. There's there's no doubt about that. Lon Kruger is one of the one of the best of all times. Uh, but Porter Moser has proven to be uh, a, a guy that's capable of handling any level of competition. And so, you know, it's not very often where you you, you lose a legend and you bring in a, a guy in that's probably also going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, we have a lot of people in our league uh, that can take their guys and beat your guys and take your guys and beat their guys. Uh, that's, that's the mark of a good coach. And uh, you, you happen to have one residing in Waco, Texas as well. And uh, so, you know, it's, uh, I felt bad for the schools at the, that uh, were at the bottom of our league this year because um, TCU, as an example, was a good basketball team off and on during the year. But every night out, you're playing somebody that's in the top 25. It's, it's just hard to find wins. And uh, so, you know, we, uh, we had uh, uh, a, a battle like we always do. Uh, but this one was slightly different because uh, everybody was chasing Baylor instead of previously chasing Kansas. So, um, you know, I, I just think it was a, a fun year for a lot of reasons. Um, we had no reason at all back in December to say, oh, yeah, sure, we're, we got this figured out. We're going we're gonna to make it through the season without disruption. Um, and, indeed, we didn't make it through the season without disruption. But um, a lot of little decisions resulted in, being able to to get all but five games played and uh, and I I think uh, for the most part we played at a very high level. As far as the uh, the success of the Baylor basketball team this year and winning that championship, do you think that's something that will carry over through the conference and other sports? And how close do you think the Big Twelve is to actually getting a, a national champion in football? Well, uh, you know I think we uh, we competed a high level in football and and. Uh, you know, we were in the semifinal a few years ago against Georgia in the Rose Bowl, and we were we were up 17 at the half, as I recall, and and uh, weren't able to hang on to it. But you know, we were five and zero in the postseason last year. Uh, we have a winning record against the SEC over the last five years in the postseason, and and so you know, we're we, it's not like we're we're light years from being competitive at that level. Um, we just. Uh, you know, you, you can't call yourself the best until you until you win the championship, and um, we just need to need to keep working at it. I I think we've got uh, terrific coaches in our league. Uh, I I think we um, we we kind of have a youth movement right now that uh, is is substantial, and um, uh, we've got lots of uh, lots of uh, good recruits in the in the states that are in our footprint, and so I. Uh, I don't feel like we're very far from uh, from winning a national championship. I, I think we can compete with with anybody on the field, and um, you know, you just there's a there's a little bit of good fortune that uh, comes with it. But you know, in, until somebody knocks the SEC out of there, um, they have legitimate bragging rights to it, and and so we just we need to get enough better that we can uh, we can go head to head and win. 
Bob Bowlesby, our guest, Big 12 Conference Commissioner. Uh, final thought, uh, you know, you kind of, kind of. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like, all right, we made it. Uh, with basketball, we did make it to the end of the season. But we've still got all these spring sports that are going on now. And even though they're outdoors, uh, you know, COVID uh, protocols remain in place. We had our softball series with Oklahoma uh, postponed for this weekend. So, you know, we're not, we're not out of the woods yet, right? We've got to remain diligent in what we're doing. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and uh, we um, you know we continue to test and and we continue to take small steps and we continue to make adjustments. But you you know you're you get a positive test and then all of a sudden um, sometimes you get a, a a bad situation with contact tracing. Sometimes you get lucky with your contact tracing, but um, you know we're never we're never very far from having the train off the tracks. <laughs> And so um, I, I do think we're going to have to remain disciplined. Uh, as more and more people get vaccinated, uh, that certainly helps. Uh, I'm happy to report that I've had both of mine. Uh, sometimes it's good to be old. Uh, that gives you some prerogatives. <laughs> right. uh, you know, I, I just think uh, um, it, it's too early to declare victory. There isn't any doubt about that, uh, even though we're outdoors and even though we're involved in some sports that, that – uh, social distancing isn't isn't quite as difficult um i i, I just think we uh we're, we're gonna have to be uh mindful that we're not out of the woods just yet and uh and yet i think by by the fall um i've i've always thought that a good uh a good measure of of being beyond the the uh the virus is when we don't need to test anymore in a in a sports environment and we may not be there right away in the fall but I think during the course of the, the coming months, we'll get to the point where we're confident enough and we're vaccinated thoroughly enough that, that uh, we can stop testing. And, and then that I think we'll be uh, will resemble something like a new normal at that point. Yeah, that's great. Well, I had my first uh, first vaccination on Wednesday, so I'm headed down the right path here also. <laughs> well, thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. I uh, hope our paths cross again uh, soon, and you'll just notice a, uh, a glow from uh, Central Texas. You'll probably see it in Dallas for uh, a few days or weeks to come. Well, it's uh, always good to be on with you, John. Thanks for having me, and congratulations to you. And uh, uh, Baylor uh, played two games in the final four that lived up to your play-by-play <laughs> you're very kind thank you very much talk to you soon thank you Bob Bowlesby the commissioner of the Big 12 conference with us